Don't be hitting my line, we ain't close to begin with my nigga, just keep it offendy. I don't need no more friends in my circle, these squares keep on boxing me in like spaghetti. I done done a lot, seen a lot, whoa. Almost had to sell a couple, no. Thought I had to figure it out, huh. Took some time to balance out. Never fumble playing with my paper. How we local looking like the majors. Highly favored, so they taking wages. Claim you with me, but you bet against me. Y'all moving like y'all ain't got nothing to lose. Look at you playing the fool. My mama's still working, I know that she hurting. Believe I got something to prove. Fuck a pat on the back like I'm Brady. Soon whipping Mercedes and doing 380s. I'ma do what I does for I'm leaving this earth with a statement. I'm the greatest. Yeah, we ain't the same, but they think they belong in my section. Long in my section. Keep my name out your mouth, ain't got time to give up. I no mention. Fuck you talking about. I don't say much, but I know that they paying attention. Hey, no what? Swear they want change, but they tired of taking direction. See, I just got used to this. Learn to be full of quick. Took it in stride, give a fuck about who you with. My homies are too legit. Don't be wasting my time, I got times that would take the hit. And I swear that they with the shit. Been feeling my vibe, and I know that they'll kill the shit. And I know that they'll finish it. Oh shit. That they pump fake, you know they infiltrating and they getting exposed. I'm just elevating every Ellen face where I be giving them hope. I try not to boast. Small circle and we all working cause the industry cold. But they don't want smoke. Might fuck around and get pulled. Follow but can't get too close. Load up the clip, then I'm dumping on bitches. We was just trapping outside of the civic. I ain't impressed with the game he be spitting. I'm fucking with him cause them pieces is hitting. They like Prada, why you doing the most? Huh. Talking like I got a choice. Out the concrete, now I'm whipping a voice. City love me cause I give him a voice. Wait, these bitches ain't trying to get paid. They gotta stay out my way. Stay out my I can't be playing the safe. My purpose don't equal my wage. I'm running out of my patience. Feel like I already made it. I seen a dude that you claim and he trying to give me a baby. See, I just got used to this. Learn to be full of quick. Took it in stride, give a fuck about who you with. My homies are too legit. Don't be wasting my time. I got ties that would take the hit. And I swear that they with the shit. Been feeling my vibe and I know that they'll kill the shit. And I know that they'll finish it. Oh shit. <laughs> uh, thank you guys for watching and listening to another episode of the Just Talks podcast. My name is Jamal. I am your host. I'm here with Freddie and Danny, two of my co-hosts. Uh, and today we have a special guest to, that is joining us, a uh, uh, up-and-coming rapper from Yonkers, New York, our home, uh, our hometown. Sorry, Freddie. <laughs> <laughs> but the three of us, the other three, were from Yonkers, so our hometown. Uh, we'd like to bring thank, bring on and welcome Iman Nunez. Thank you for coming on. Shout out, Iman. <laughs> like I told y'all before, I've been watching for a minute, so like <laughs> it's dope to actually, you know, be here because I personally know y'all. I mean, this is my first time talking with Freddie and stuff, but yeah, 
I think it's dope that like y'all y'all continuing this for real. So I'm happy to be. Thank I'm you. Glad to have you. Yes, that's a fact. <laughs> that's um, a big fact. <laughs> so we wanted to bring you on and you know discuss a couple different things. We wanted to get to know you a little bit better. Um, I know we've hung out a couple times. Uh, definitely had some debates in the barbershop. <laughs> so um, and of course, like get to discuss your music a little bit and then at the end i mean i know we kind of started off a little bit but um go into like what's going on to the world you know yeah for sure bro. we could talk about bro that's a conversation that could happen for hours i have these conversations every single day so like you know that, that, that's that's <laughs> that. <laughs> um but start off something that i've been asking everybody I, I started last month because it was mental health awareness month and i I know that the month is over, but I just wanted to continue asking the question just to check on people that I know. Like, how's your mental health been past couple, past couple months? Actually, not even weeks anymore. Honestly, um, that's that's something that I like. You know, I take very seriously when it comes to that. Like, it's like it was. It's kind of like what Bobo was saying. Like, there's been times where I had to like really just pause and just like stay to myself to understand like happiness and stuff because mm-hmm. it's just like there's a lot of times when you're in a situation when you're somebody who's leading like leading people and stuff like that people look at you as somebody who you know to that makes the moves or does this or does that and it comes to you when they need advice or they come to you for all that stuff it's it's hard because it's like who do you go to to speak to you feel me mm-hmm. like not a lot of people understand and yes i have i have people in my life that you know they they're here to they're here to talk and you know they all of that stuff but it's just like there's certain times where you just kind of to yourself and you're just like yo like i really need this time to myself because everything is going too crazy but um with with the last month um well i could just say from beginning of quarantine honestly like it, it was at first it was rough just because i i was learning to just kind of get adjusted and stuff to trying to just you know keep things going for myself yeah and then, uh, you know, once all of this started really taking place with Black Lives Matter, it's just like, I, I've been driven crazy, like mentally drained, bro. Mm. It's, it's so much. And it's like, and again, this is like, we've been, these are conversations I have daily, even before, uh, you know, George Floyd, Amar, Aubrey, Breonna Taylor. Like, I have these conversations daily. It's something mm. I really care about. So it's just like, it, it, it's you know it, it has its days where it's like a bigger toll than others but you know as of right now I'm, I'm i'm straight everything is dope and i'm just moving forward but how, how about y'all like everybody everybody good well um i feel you like everything you were talking about in terms of um uh when the pandemic first started i didn't really it, it took a toll on me the more the longer it progressed and the more it changed because uh, my job at first, uh, it wasn't that serious about it. They weren't taking anything serious. But um, I think it was after like the second week or after those numbers like skyrocketed, I had to change uh, what I did at my job. And then how I, when I go outside, I had to wear gloves and my mask and everything. Mm-hmm. So that was that. And then um, we endured that process. And then, like you said, we've been transitioning to all these protests and uh, the Black Lives Matter situation. Mm-hmm. And that like that's main. Uh, Main, main, it's the it's been the main thing uh draining my mind because it's like when you go online when you go to social media that's all you see right now like yeah. you can't go on your feed and see a joke and if you do it's like 
you have to spot it in between mad different like protests and all these um, police brutality videos. You got to catch it. So now nowadays, like one's mental isn't as good as it was before, or you could just all right, but I'm gonna get on Twitter for jokes. Scroll down, laugh at a few jokes. You can't do that right now. Right now, things are like a lot of things are you know are taking place so that a lot of people are understanding what's really going on and i feel like with this whole uh black lives matter situation i feel like everybody just really has to key in on it and focus on what's going on because we don't want this to just go by we don't want to just avoid this like everything else well i don't want to say like everything else but we just don't want to let this go by unaffected unchanged yeah, yeah that's a fact <clears throat> how you been dean i'll go last um I've been good, I guess. I don't know. I've been um, sleep deprived. <laughs> yeah, it's been a lot of it's just a lot of sleep deprivation. So yeah. mentally, you know that shit, that that's a strain. That's a strain mentally. But um, I'm just getting. I'm going by the days. I'm just going through the motions. That's what I like to say. Um, try to keep positive. That's like my main thing. Is like a lot of affirmations and positivity because the world is going crazy and um, I agree with the world going crazy how it is now, not before, but now I mm. definitely agree with all the protests and um, the looting, the riot, rioting, a little too much for me, but um, I, I agree with everything that's going on. Uh, so, <laughs> that's fair enough. Yeah. <laughs> What are you laughing? I'm bad. Nah, I'm laughing because he sounds bad bored of me. He's like, <laughs> I agree with it, but he it's, sounds like <laughs> uh, <laughs> you gotta go to work though. That's why. So what I was gonna say is um dream. A lot of all right. <laughs> I'm, I try to be a positive person, you know, I try to have an outlook in life that um even through the negative, there's always a positive outcome. So even through the dark days, you still have all your blessings. Mm -hmm. Um a lot of negativity. Uh, is going around the world, but you see in the positive, like everybody coming together for the one good cause that finally, like after years and years, it had to be done. Like again, because this is not, you know, it's like history repeats itself. So, mm. um, Martin Luther King did it, Malcolm X with Malcolm X, of course, they did it. Uh, before that, it was Civil War, and you know, it's just, it's like history repeats itself, and when I, you know, I'm a, I love history and at a point, when do you use history to stop, make, stop repeating little events that trigger all these outcomes? No, that's true. Okay. Yeah, for, for me, it's been just a whole roller coaster of, of emotions. Um, just for everything, just starting with the pandemic, um, working from home, which was a big switch. I thought that I would enjoy it, but I started to realize that I like being at work because it's a little bit of a separation from being home and being mm -hmm. separating home and work. Now it's like everything is always home. Um, so that was an adjustment that I think I'm starting to get used to now. Um, but as soon as you start, get to, start getting used to it and you start to get closer to things going back to normal, stuff like what's been going on with Ahmaud Arbery, Breonna Taylor, and then George Floyd, like all that stuff happens. And it's like, everything just changes. Your mood changes. I, I was talking to um, Kayla. I, I don't know if you, if you met my girlfriend Kayla yet, um, but um, 
I was talking to her and I was like, yo, like, to be honest, like, this is like the, what you see me right now is like the most positive that I've been. I've kind of just been like angry. Is that my, that might be my phone. Um, but I've just been angry and I'm trying not to be angry, but that's like the only emotion that I've really, I've really felt, you know what I mean? Like I can't separate it from anything else. So yeah, that's how. I mean, to be honest, ang- anger is a, well, like think about it with everything going on. Anger is, I, I felt that emotion a lot recently. And you guys know me, I'm like, you know, kind hearted, you know, sure. loving, I show love everywhere. So the fact that I've been getting mad at seeing some of the things that, you know, I have been throwing in in social media, that just shows you how, 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 as a group of people, we're just tired of the situation, you know? We're tired of seeing the same things happen over and over again. Like the first time that I could remember that I uh, was outraged by the media, I want to say was Trayvon Martin. I was a senior in high school or junior, I forgot. But the point, I, I was a senior actually in high school when Trayvon Martin passed away. And I remember um, at that point in time, uh, I forgot what, what class I was in, but we were watching like the, the whole, I think it was the court case. Um, and the professor I had, he was a, he was a, his name was Mr. Forte. He was an older man. And um, he was, you know, uh, African-American. He was talking to us about the things that he did back in the day that I see currently we're still doing to this day. So the fact that, you know, anger is one of those emotions is because of how redundant it's been and there's been no change. So Mm. you're more than welcome to feel outraged or pissed off about the situation. Yeah, that's facts. Um. Yeah, let's get get away from this a little bit. Let's jump yeah, into oh, something yeah. a little bit more uh, positive. So before we jump into music, because of course I want to talk about your music, uh, I was like looking at your, your Instagram or whatever, and I saw on your Instagram, it, it says um, you rap and you watch movies. Yeah. <laughs> so what what are some of your like favorite movies and stuff? That you, hey, you top have? three. Give us a top three. <laughs> top three. Um... All right, uh, the, there's two that stay the same always, so uh, the third one always changes, but I'll say the third one for now. So one, uh, top three is uh, Wolf of Wall Street, Step Brothers, mm. and Parasite right now. So, yeah. Yo, is that Parasite movie as good as everybody's been, like, talking about? Yes. Really? I've seen it on Hulu. I even put it in, like, uh, my, my list or whatever, but I have not gotten to it. I got to get into it because I keep hearing good Tons of good things about it, and they won like the, the movie Damn. award, right? Bro, it's it's an amazing movie. Like they said, it, um, what COVID nineteen what we were going through in the beginning is like how the movie kind of started. No way, that's how Parasite starts. <laughs> Something like that. Yeah, uh, yeah. Sorry, I'm gonna have to go watch it because I still have the ones that you've seen. I said that's it the was, one that I haven't seen. It was Grammy nominated, right? Or, uh, Oscar. Oscar. Yeah, I always forget the nominations. That's why I said it was for the movie one. I didn't know which one it was. But yeah, Oscar nominated. It it won for Best Picture. But uh, like for my all-time favorites is like usually like uh, Wolf of Wall Street, Gone Girl, um, Django, and Whiplash. It's like Mm. stuff. I I, I just honestly like all I really do like is write raps, make music, and watch mad movies. (laughs) I'm somebody who had like I be having all those movie cards that you like these subscriptions to go to the movies all the time. You put me on one, I remember. 
Yeah, I put Daniel on at that time. So it was like, I'm kind of, I'm, bro, I'm old at the movies. So I'm like pissed off that I can't even go to like one of my happy spaces right now. Oh, <laughs> yeah. You haven't been able to go for a couple of months now, right? Yeah, yeah, I feel you on Wait, that. Hell, I, know, <laughs> I know Jamal feel you on that, because Jamal. Bro, I'm so mad. I really wanted to see. There's a couple movies I wanted to see. I really was looking forward to seeing. Uh, of course, I, I'm a big fan of the Fast and Furious franchise. Yeah. I know it's kind of watered down now, but like I'm so sucked into it that like I have to go and see if there's a new one coming out. Yeah. Um, but I was looking forward to that. Wonder Woman, uh, the Black Widow movie that was coming out. And I'm tight because I heard that Wonder Woman is gonna be uh like like you can watch it from home. And are they changing it? Man? I didn't hear that. I heard that, and I hope they don't stick to that because like a lot of people say the movie theaters are gonna die out because everybody wants to watch it from home. But I'd much rather be in a movie theater than be in my house to watch. It from home. Facts, of course. The complete surround sound and everything is complete. It's a completely different vibe. It is way different. Like. That, uh, what was it? The one, the one that was supposed to be. I saw Scoob the other day. That Scooby Doo movie. Like it was supposed to be in theaters. And I watched it from home, and it was just like, like you don't, you don't enjoy it. You don't appreciate it the same. Like yeah. when you watch it from home. I feel like it does leave more of a impact when you go to the theater because you have that whole process. Like you pick out your fit. You know, you get ready. You you pick up whoever you're going with. It could be your boys or your girl. You know, you pick up who you're going with, and then that whole like. Because everybody knows where y'all go, you know, especially, like, you know, when you get in the whip, picking up somebody to go to theaters, everybody knows, like, all right, yo, so hopefully we make this show time. Hopefully we make this one. See you. So once you get it also in there, has, like, your undivided attention. I feel like... No, yeah, that's the only home. thing that's on your mind. You, you use your phone home, and stuff, you're not yeah, as focused yeah. when you're at home. Yeah. And in the movies, you're, you're locked in. You're sure. undivided attention for the two, two and a half hours, however long the movie is. For sure. And, like, I go to, like... <laughs> Theaters like the Alamo, like cause for example, because you're not allowed to use your phone at all, <laughs> and you can get kicked out if you like if they catch you on your phone multiple times and shit like that. Like I appreciate that. Like uh, I didn't know about that. They kick you out if you, like they see you multiple times on it. Yeah, <laughs> that's fine actually. Yeah, yeah that is. And watch a movie. That's what you're for anyways. You spent the time. Yo, facts. You know, you're not supposed to be entertaining anything when you're in the movie. Uh, I'm I'm a big phone user, so I actually appreciate that the movie does that. Like, <laughs> like how you can't use your phone because I watch like t- TV shows. I watch from my phone, and um, I have family members that like I could be sitting with my mom and my step pops and my own sister, and they'd be like, "Yo, get off your phone!" Like, and it's like it's not that, just like multitask. Like I sometimes like multitask most of the time. Yeah. But the the fact that the movie actually lets me sit down and actually like. It's like it's just the um the atmosphere of it is like amazing I, and I miss it. Yeah, soon we'll be back. Um, so jumping into your your music, uh, you have uh three tapes and I believe one EP, right? So it was the one that's on SoundCloud to be continued. Uh, the second project that came out is on uh, all streaming platforms. This is Blessed, and then the last one that came out. Couple months ago, it's everything. It's everything. Um, Actually, been a year now. With everything. Has it been a year? Yeah, it just felt like a year. It's going to go mad fast. It came out April twenty sixth. Wow. Yeah. No, just, yeah, yeah. Made that's year, mad man. fast. The year went by. <laughs> I felt. Uh, I felt like that was ju- you just released that. <laughs> Bro, like it goes by fast as hell. Um. So, but I see like you. Your came out in twenty sixteen was the first time. So was that. 
when you like started making music or is that where you making music before that? Okay, so um, I started writing when I was about 13 or so. I used to write poetry and stuff way before that because I, the number one thing in, my, in life I always wanted to be was a rapper. Like when you go to school and they tell you like, what do you want to be when you grow up? I've always wanted to be a rapper. So, and uh, I, I used to write poetry because like I, I, I was an athlete. So I was always in the parks and I was playing baseball like crazy. So it got to the point that um, I got hurt playing and it was to the point that like I just wasn't enjoying it as much. So I wanted to take one of my passions and really start taking it serious. So I didn't really start taking it serious until I was about 15, 16. Okay. And, uh, you know, I wanted to drop music before I dropped my first project, but it wasn't a good idea. And as time goes on and I look back at my first project, I'll be like, yeah, this did not need to come out. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, it was too soon for me. So, like, it's crazy because, like, there was, it was there was a lot of people that enjoyed it for its time, like, at the time that it was, you feel me? And there's certain yeah. songs that stood out more than others. But me personally, I feel like that was way too early for me to be even dropping a project because as soon as I dropped Blessed, there was everybody going, like, whoa, this is, like, night and day with you. <laughs> so, that's, that was the biggest thing for me. So, yeah. Um, for... Yeah, because that was, that was something that I was going to ask. You said that there was something that you always wanted to do. Because I was listening to, I went back and listened to Blessed again. And um, I'm trying to remember what song it was. But you had like a skit on there. You had somebody was on there that was a skit. And it was like, that you're spending a lot of money on this. Are you like, how do you feel? Like, you know that people don't don't make it necessarily, you know? Uh, okay, I think that was uh. I'm trying to remember what song that was. I think it was "Open Letter" in the in the in the middle of the song that the skit came on. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was "Open Letter." So um, that song was um like a personal song to me because it was like I I've all my life I've always been the underdog. Like I've that's that's what I str- like I strive to be the greatest I could possibly be. In my mind, I believe that I'm the best ever. Like I I. I move myself a certain way because I carry myself a certain way. So it's like, when it came to that song, it was just like trying to inspire people that may have been, or who that may feel like how I do. And to just make them understand like, yo, like this is like, if this is your vision, make sure that this is like, you go achieve that as much as you possibly can. Whether there's people who are gonna constantly tear you down as much as possible. And, you know, I've had that many times and, you know, it's, it's hard to be that person to kind of like ignore it and keep going forward. But it was just like, I know that there was a lot of people who feel the way that I felt in that song. So that was really where it came from. No, and I definitely feel that because I, I've necessarily kind of felt the same way, not kind of actually felt the same way most of my life when it comes to like creating stuff like video creation. Like I don't, I'm still trying to figure out what exactly that I want to do. I'm kind of using the podcast to figure that out. Mm. But that's the same thing that I've tried to fight with and battle with. Like I've been making videos and posting online for a very long time since high school. Mm. And I have a ton of videos, probably the same amount that a person that has a bunch of subscribers does. And I have way less than probably 10% of what they have, you know? Yeah, but you know what the cool thing is, though, which I'm doing, though, 
Because it's like the, the number one thing that I try to preach to people as much as I possibly can is that you need quality and consistency. Mm-hmm. So if you consistently giving quality out, whether like if you just keep repeating that and just keep giving them something to look forward to and stuff like that, you are bound to get somewhere. You feel me? So it may take longer than others, and a lot of people try to judge, like they try to compare their their journeys with other people and stuff like that. But their blessing is their blessing, and yours is yours. You feel me? No matter how long it takes for you, you like you're gonna get there sooner or later if this is something that you're very passionate for. And you just keep going forward, like bro. It's what I've been doing this for, like seriously for five years, right? To see where I was five years ago to now is ridiculous. Like a lot of like, and there's people who've been doing it way longer than me that have that have not seen the blessings that I've seen. But that's because that's 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 my journey. You feel me? Like everybody else's is different, and they could be getting their blessings right there. But a lot of times. When you compare it to somebody else's, you just you're not appreciating it as much, and that's the hardest part about it. So it's like that's why I admire what y'all do and stuff because it's just like you're continuously doing it and you keep having something for people to watch. It may be this many viewers right now, but if you just check from now to a year from now, and you can see the difference and stuff. It'll be completely, completely different. Yeah, bro. And it'll be. I feel like it's a lot better that way because. It's for for music and for us doing this, it's like you appreciate the journey, and especially if it happens too fast, you might not appreciate it as much when it takes its time. I feel like I feel like appreciating the journey happens to those that uh really put that the blood, sweat, and tears into it. Cause sometimes you see some people blow up randomly. They have their like fifteen minutes of fame, and then you never hear from them again. Like I don't want I don't want to violate designer but like i feel like designer is one of those people that that we're kind of talking about because it's like you know everybody has their own road what iman was saying everybody has their own blessing and their own route to get there but um what what designer i remember the first time i heard him like everybody i thought he was future and um that uh the life of paulo by by kanye so i thought he was future and then everybody was saying his designer some other dude that he dropped panda he had that summer booming 26 summers. I think it was summer 2016 that that, that was on the radio so much. Yeah. And at that point, it's, I, I'm a big Kanye fan. And um, I heard that uh, they signed him into the good music label. Mm-hmm. So in my head, I'm like, oh, this this is about to be some young prophet. He's about to do good. He's about to be killing it. And um, I think after after Panda, he only dropped like another song. And I think after that song, I never heard from Like, I haven't been hearing from him. And it's like, when you look back, it's been like, you know, four or five, it's been three, four years. So you're like, yo, what happened to the kid? So this is what um, Iman is talking about, about how everybody has their own journey. Like, he could have blown up like that. You could have went that mainstream route, but it wouldn't be the same because you're not learning the lessons that you got to learn now. Same mm-hmm. thing with us in the show. We, yeah. Let's say we could have blown up already, boom. But at the same time, we got to learn. We got to take a step, go slowly, learn the things that we're learning now to keep us motivated, to keep us excited about this. You want to feel whenever you're doing, you're putting your heart into something, you never want to lose that heart, you know, that connection you have with it. Because once you lose that connection you have with it, start, yeah, everything gets different. You don't have that vibe, you know, you don't feel like doing it for that same passion anymore. So, you know, things tend to change, crumble because of that. Yeah, and it's like, you get, you, when you go through these uh, certain situations of stuff, like of moments where you feel pissed off during the journey and all that type of stuff, yeah. it's like, those are the moments where you start learning how to 
uh, how to approach the next thing. You feel me? Because that's, that's a big step right there. Yeah, like there's a lot of times that we get pissed off all this stuff. I guarantee you right now, looking back at it, if I if I would have blown up off of my first project, I would have been pissed. I'm gonna say right now. <laughs> <laughs> like, I would have just been tight. Cause it's just like at the time I want I want something to happen, but it's just like there's so much to learn. I wouldn't be the rapper I am right now if if, if, I, if I didn't go through all these types of things. You feel me? Like I gotta I had to learn certain things and really put in a lot of work to just see the littlest outcome. So mm-hmm. You have to go through all these things in order for you to understand how you want to move forward. And a lot of people don't understand that because we come from, you know, I, I'm, I'm blessed enough to be able to see uh, both sides of, you know, of living. Because before I was living in Yonkers, I was living in, uh, like, the Inward Dykeman area and stuff. So I was like, maybe 11 12. And we moved to Yonkers into a, a better house and stuff like that. But I was able to I was able to see those two different lifestyles and to see these two different things to be able to appreciate certain stuff. But you gotta go you gotta go through things in order for you to appreciate the the beautiful things that come forward. You feel me? Mm-hmm. It just it takes time and stuff. But a lot of people don't understand that. But that's the biggest that's the biggest thing you gotta keep in your mind. Nah, it's so, definitely. Wait, good. Iman, I have a question for you. Um, because you were really talking about like your debut album, like your first project. Um. I, I listened to uh, everything is everything, right? The, 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 the most recent one. Yeah. All right. So how, how do you feel like from that first tape to that one, how do you feel like the, like your growth? Like, well, what did you feel like you learned that, that made that the difference from that first tape to that site um, from the most recent one? Uh, well, from the first uh, mixtape, um, we, well, I, I keep saying we, cause I've, Think of a team and stuff like with my guy. No, yeah, yeah, no, that's fine. We understand it's you know more than just you that puts into um, that. Um, as a rapper, I felt like I did not know where what direction I wanted to go. So you feel like now, if you well, it, for the everything is everything, you had a sense of flow, direction you wanted to do. Yeah, like I, I didn't start realizing where I really wanted to go till I made blessed, honestly. Because I've always been somebody who, I'm a big person of, like, be the change you want to see going forward for people. See, be the, be the like, be that example for people that, that, that want to believe in something or they want to find good in the world or they want to, like, that's why, I like, my favorite people, like, my favorite artists is, like, uh, like, J. Cole and, like, stuff like, like, Craig Cuddy and stuff like that. Like, those are the people that I admire to, like, another level because it's just, like, what they represent and all that, you know what I mean? So with with uh with to be continued, I, I didn't really understand what direction I wanted to go. I didn't even understand me as an artist or anything like that. Yeah. We took some time off and we dropped blessed. And blessed was more of a like, okay, we're starting to we're starting to see what Iman really is. Mm-hmm. Well within my team and me, like we 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 really understand what this is now. Now everything is everything. It's just like a way more polished version of type of stuff like it's just like you know I I was able to grow while dropping music because I, I wanted to be consistent and every time I drop something I wanted to be like this is the most important thing y'all need to look at right now this is like y'all need to pay attention to this and so it was like if the way to be continued even though nobody heard of Iman and stuff like that yeah. the way that I was able to get everybody to like 
at least be like, who the hell is this? We got DJ enough to host it, you feel me? So yeah. it was just like, that was the second one. We, I had like album release party, well, mixtape release parties and like all these different things to just get people listening. Like we had pay, my song Pay For It. Mm-hmm. That song was literally being played all over the United States on the radio stuff at one point. And then I remember I took uh, me, uh, I had to go on a, on a, like a, a radio tour all over the East Coast. And I brought a skull with me and I brought one of my photographers. And then we just literally went all the way from here to like uh, to Myrtle Beach and stuff and performed and did all these different things. So it's just like lots of different blessings that I was able to see. And I, with, with all of that, I'm just happy that I, I was able to understand what type of artist I am to this day, what I want to represent and all of that type of stuff. And a lot of people don't really get to, you know, get to that point. You feel me? There's a lot of people still figuring it out. And I'm just happy enough that I was able to, you know, get to that point for myself. Now, yeah, that sounds like a, like, well, I don't want to say huge accomplishment because, but that that's still seems like a huge accomplishment and step in the right direction. And I, I'm pretty sure when you did that whole tour and everything, that only motivated you to keep grinding harder so that you could see an even uh, more of like, you know, of, a, of accomplishments, right? Yeah, for sure, for sure, for sure. Of course, that, that's not even, <laughs> that's self-explanatory right there, right? <laughs> yeah, bro, it's, been, it's been crazy to see half of the stuff that I, I, I've seen with just the, with the little amount of time and all of that. And honestly, all I can really credit that to is just like my faith in God and all that. And just mm-hmm. like with just just the work, bro. It's, it's, this is work, work. Like, <laughs> nah, I could only imagine, like. I used to get shocked when people like I, I used to be like surprised when people go like not everybody built for this because it was it was like weird but like it's a lot of people don't want to go through half of the stuff I gotta go through. No, they don't. It's about who wants it more. Who they see all the fly shit and all that stuff and they're like, oh, I like that. Oh, I want attention. Oh, I want this. I want. I've never been the dude for clout. I don't care about any of that type of stuff. So yeah. it's like the. The work is like you appreciate the work OD because you go like, damn, like yo, I could do this, like damn, like when I did everything is everything, bro. Like when I did that project, all right, we'll use uh Roberto Cavalli for example, song with Sasuke and she she blues, right? So when I wrote that verse, I wrote that verse in mind of giving this song to Pusha T. Mm-hmm. That was like that was the because uh, Sad the Genius made the beat. And the beat was called King Push. So I was just like, I was like, yo, I can really hear him on this. Like, yo. So I tried every way that I could possibly get to Push T. And it was, and we just like, we just scrapped it because it was way out of my budget. So, <laughs> and the way that I wrote that, I wrote that verse in mind of like, if no matter what, no matter what Push T responds with, I'm, my verse is gonna be so good that I either outrapped him or rapped with him. He's not gonna outrap me on this song. Yeah. That's, that's how I. That's how I approached that song. So then when I was able to e- either end up getting a uh, Sheik and Styles. Styles is one of my favorite. Like he's my favorite Locks member. He's one of my favorite people. Like all that type mm-hmm. of stuff. It's like that. I got. I got somebody who, and he's on my top ten. So like I was able to get somebody in my top ten. That I was that like I was able to rap with, That's and cool. I got Sheik in there too. So it's like yeah. I'm like without Jada Kiss there, I'm like the fourth blocks member for this song. <laughs> 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 so I tell you, you gotta look at it. 
Nah, yeah, that sounds like a dope ass experience to be honest. Like mm-hmm. just hearing it and seeing your reaction to it, I already know that brings you know good vibes and good memories. For sure. <clears throat> were you able to uh, with that song? Were you able to record any of it with them in studio, or was it all like you recorded it and then sent it over? Okay, so um, a lot of people don't notice, but everything that I record comes from my house. Like every little thing I record, I'm we're sitting. <laughs> We're right where I'm sitting. This is exactly where I record. Oh, well, that's where the magic happens. Yeah. <laughs> like I'm, I'm. I like recording myself. I just send my stuff out to get mixed. But when it came to Roberto Cavalli, uh, I gave it. I sent it out to Sheik, and then I sent it out to Styles. But Sheik sent it over first, and he gave me like so many bars. All I asked was for a single. But he loved the record so much, he gave me all of that. I was like, wow. So then. Uh, we had a deadline, so I was just like on top of styles. I'm like, yo, like she, she did his phone. Where you at? He was like, he's like, I got you, I got you. But I'm like, yo, bro, I gotta go mix this stuff. And then I, I ran into him and she, and then she was like, yo, you still ain't doing the record? And he go like, he's like, what's the, what is what everybody trying to make me do this right now? Like I gotta, he was like, bro, he gotta go get that stuff mixed. And I don't think you're gonna keep, compete with me because I body. So like I don't think you're gonna mess with me. So he was like, you know what? Give me like an hour, and then uh, I was able to be in the in the room with me and Styles, and he just like knocked it out. And the crazy thing is, Styles don't write. Like he don't mm. write one word. Everything is in his head. So he just sit there, and just go in there, and just like I was able to really just like I've always known that since I've known him, but like just to see him do my record and stuff, he was it was just dope as hell. Yeah, that's fine. That's fine. I haven't I haven't really like sat down and have a conversation with any of them. My my family known them for a long time. And um uh my uncle would always tell me like how competitive they are. Like yeah. they're comp- they're super competitive with each other. Like I have to have the best verse on this song. So <laughs> that's how they are. So that that's funny that she told that story and that's kind of like what pushed him to finally <laughs> sit down and like I right, Yeah, gonna- yeah. They they they're very good people, man. <laughs> Um, so you talk about like traveling up and down like the east coast with um with touring and stuff what was what was that experience kind of like i've seen like i've heard stories from like sco um mm-hmm. t- talking about like his experience but his experiences is his experience although y'all was together sure. uh, everybody views that stuff different how is that for you um, I think it was dope. It was something very different for me because, you know, we were just all in a sprinter going from hotel to hotel, doing interviews in very nice places. And we did an interview in a trap house in Washington, D.C. at one point. So I don't yeah, bro. <laughs> I don't even know, bro. Like, I'm talking about, like, you'll see me, Skull, uh, one, of my, one of my boys, Steven, who, uh, he's a photographer. Yeah. And, uh, just a couple of other artists, like it was, they were, and they were all from Brooklyn too. That's the point. <laughs> like it was just three Yonkers, well, two Yonkers dudes, and then everybody else from Brooklyn. So we just literally would go from hotel to hotel until we got to Myrtle Beach, and we were there for like a good, like three or four days. It was for Black Bike Week, and um, oh, it was it was fun, but there was a shootout every night. <laughs> wow. yeah, that's crazy. Yeah, and like we performed over there. We performed in DC for a little bit and all that. And it's it's just cool to meet these people and like like 
and just build relationships with 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 different people. You feel me? Like it, it was that was the that was the beauty in it. And it's some relationships that I still have to this day. You know, from some people from Baltimore, from DC, from North Carolina, like all of that. And to be able to hear your song played on the prime time, like for their for their state, it, it was it was a cool experience. So I just want to get to the point that I could just throw my own tour and get every all of my people on it too, so we could just go all over the United States and just have fun. Like I love yeah, that'd be that'd be an experience. <laughs> <laughs> And you get tired of people, bro. On tour, oh my god, I want to get killed, guys. <laughs> yeah, is there is there is there like things that like? Well, you guys are the performers, so I'm pretty sure you guys see a lot of like bad stuff uh, out of the scene. Things that us people probably won't even like think about. Like, was there any moment? Like, I don't want to take it outside of the music, but was there any moment that um, while you were touring that you were like, "Yo, you never thought it would be as high was going planned." Uh, yeah, I mean, in a positive light and a bad light, too. Like, in the positive stuff, it's just like, yo, like, we're really going around the East Coast right now just to promote a record that I did in my crib that took a day, you feel me? So, it, it was, it's dope to see that. But then, like, you also got to be aware of your surroundings as well, because, like, when we were being in North Carolina, we got looked at crazy. Mm. Like, they just see a whole bunch of black kids and it's like they're looking at us like, yo, like, what are y'all doing here? Because it, it will be around white people around us. Yeah. Uh, they already, yeah. Yeah, and it was, you know, it was it, it was different. But then we go to, like, uh, Black Bank Week where it's love and all that stuff, but there was a shootout at night. You feel me? So it was yeah. just, like, it, it was different. So, I mean, it was, it was dope. It was a dope experience all around, but it's like you also got to understand where – where you are and all that stuff and and try to just save your spots too. Yeah, it makes sense. You got to be conscientious of, you know, your location. You can't get too wild, you know, given certain locations and you don't want to do too much in certain areas. So that makes sense. Yeah, for sure. Um, jump back to music. So going, like, go for stuff that when you're making music, um, and you were talking about making that transition from your first mixtape to to Bless, right? How did you make that that final decision? Not that you don't have other, like, songs similar to, like, with the league and stuff like that, but, like, how did you make that decision that it was sort of, like, conscious rap is where you were, wanted to take it? Um, honestly, just growing up, being fans of people like Jay-Z, uh, Kanye when he was rapping <laughs> really hard, uh, even though whether it was Consequence Rice or whatever, I don't care. But like uh, J. Cole, uh, Biggie, like Jada Kids, like I, it was just like, I don't know, growing up, there was just a, there was just a, a group of rappers that I've always told myself that if I'm gonna, if I'm gonna be the, like what they are one day, God willing, I need them to be able to respect what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. I always had that mentality. Like, like what, like Pusha T is one of my favorite rappers too. Drake, one of my favorite rappers. But it's just like, when I had it out with Pusha T in mind for Roberto Cavalli and stuff, it's just like, already with that, like trying to be like, yo, like if he's gonna be on this song, I gotta rap with him or I gotta out-rap him. I'm not gonna let you out-rap me on this song. And it was just like, I always wanted to, the, I, I, I move forward with like, I, I just demand respect. Not like with all that, like 
I, I, I'm not going to disrespect you or anything like that. It's going to be respectful and all that. But I got genuine love for the art of what I do and what these people have taught me. So it's just like, that's, that's always what I carry with me. Like, I just always wanted to be as great as them. Yeah, no, I definitely, definitely feel that. Yeah. Yeah, especially the people you mentioned, too. Yeah, those are Pusha T, Jay-Z. Yeah, like, oh, oh, like. <laughs> yeah, so, like, and, and the cool thing is, it's just like, in my heart, I've always been somebody who just, like, it, my mom always told me that I was, like, somebody who leads, so, like, when I speak, people listen, and mm. I never really took that, I never really, like, sat with that, you feel me? But, mm. cause I never think about stuff like that, I just do things, you know, everything just comes together type of stuff. Yeah. Like, the messages that I want to put out, I like to put it with what's in my heart. I, I don't, I'm not a big believer of just like, if I'm capable of doing that, why would I not put that out there? You feel me? Mm -hmm. Like, I, I, I'm not somebody who just needs to like, all I think about is bullshit. Like, <laughs> I can say a whole bunch of random stuff. Like, I really, I really know things. I'm a knowledge. I, I, I like to learn things. I like to know so many things. That way I'm able to talk about it or understand things. And I feel like that's the beauty in this art. You give a different perspective that people may not see or may may just understand better when you say it. Mm -hmm. So that's really what I think we go forward. Nah, that's fine. <laughs> um, everything I wanted to ask was being that I know you haven't done like any well, I'm not sure if you've done any like interviews or anything like that since quarantine's been going on. But you started doing the uh, the quarantine flows, mm -hmm. uh, ten of them, which all yeah. you, you saw how progressively like they got better and and stuff like that. Where did you get that idea to to do that? Before uh, you answer, before you answer, uh, before you answer, listen. If you're watching this, hearing this, whatever. <laughs> Go to Iman's page. Wait, I listen need to quarantine. Page telling people to go on. Go Instagram to, page. All right, go to his. Go IG. to his Instagram. Go to Iman's Instagram, right? And listen to quarantine flows from it's season one. All right, season one. Listen to the whole season. I promise you, qual quality, quality. Not quantity, forget quantity, <laughs> quality. <laughs> Listen, bro, it's so good. It was like top, like, it's there, it's there for me. That's all I want. That's my promo. <laughs> 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 uh, I was having a conversation with my manager, my publisher, scene, um, that we were just like, what is you need to take advantage of being home. You like being home so much, you need to start showing people something or, or doing something that people can be in tune with what, like, who Iman is or anything like that. And I'm a private person, and I understand that that bothers the hell out of my publicist all the time because she says, you need to sell your, 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 your brand. You know, yeah, yeah. yeah, I get that all the time. My brand is being honestly just like, of like it, just inspiration i don't know like i just i'm i'm the underdog bro it's just like <laughs> i like what you what you see with j cole that's what i've been dealing with <laughs> like, 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 
I, I understand it so much because it's like I, I feel like it's me type of thing. Yeah. So it's like quarantine flows just happened because I was like, you know what? All right, I'm not about to do some fucking skits all the time and all that. I'm not about to do all this extra stuff. So let me just do something where people would enjoy. It. People love listening to me rap. People love my music. All right. So let me just do something every week where I'll use different producers and let me pick up some new talents myself. Uh, I recorded every single quarantine flows through my phone. Hmm. Um, I'll just place it literally on this thing that I have. But I got it right here. Give me one second. Yeah. So I got this thing right here where I was just like, I would leave my phone right on top of this thing and I'll connect it to something, any platform, right? So I'll face it towards me. I'll record it. Um, I'll record it on Pro Tools as well. I'll put the audio with it. I'll mix it a little bit and I'll edit it myself. I'm not somebody who used to do that at all. So I picked up new things during the quarantine folks to be like, yo, let me just try this. Let me be a little bit more self-reliant. Excuse me. I'll be self-reliant and let me just do something that I could give people some quality like every week. And we were able to do it for 10 episodes. That's like two months and a half. You feel me? Yeah. Like to be able to do that, that was dope for me. And, uh, you know, I didn't think that it was going <laughs> to, I didn't know what to expect from it. People really loved it. And the craziest part about it, I did it from when quarantine started to when it ended, really. Like, when it was the, the original time it was supposed to end. Yeah. So, be able to do it like that with 10. And I was talking to Daniel, too. I'll be like, yo, I don't know if I want to keep doing, like, <laughs> that's 10, bro. I don't want to keep going with this. Like, he, <laughs> Telling me like, yo, keep going, do not stop. I want to see this every week. But, <laughs> I'm not somebody who likes to overstay my welcome. It's just like I'm gonna give you this, and I want you to appreciate this ten. And then when I when I bring it back, like the, the last one, I, I, I ended it with saying, uh, we're gonna bring this back with another name because it's only right. So I'm, I'm gonna call it something else because we're not going to no more. But I'll bring it back with more guests and you know all that stuff. Like I was trying to see how I could keep it within a minute every time because Instagram, I, I don't like the IGTV stuff. So like, <laughs> I just wanted to keep it within a minute and something that I wanted to practice was to stop unnecessarily cursing in my, mm. in what I was doing. So every single coins he flows, a lot of people do not even notice this, but I have not cursed once in any of them. Like, no, it, it was something I caught on to. Yeah, it's like, I caught it. I, I was gonna, I was gonna mention it. It was something that I caught because I listened to every time I would listen to it. Yeah. I, I would listen to it more than once to see if there was something that I could catch, and yeah. that, was, that was something that I. And it was like the cool thing about that was that um, I what I wanted to challenge myself to just learn how to use different vocabulary to express myself instead of just using curses because I would always curse just to, just to fill in a word. You feel me? Instead of just saying, yo, you can use this, you can use this. You can say all these different things to still express how you're trying to be. And I, I promote all of my posts on Instagram, too. So if you curse in the, in the promotions, it's just like you can't even do nothing. It's, they're not going to accept it or anything like that. So it was like a cool challenge for me to be able to write, you know, all these different quarantine flows and not even have to use one curse word. So it was cool. Nah, that's fire. Um, as far as um also wait wait um quick question i, I don't want to interrupt but um 
I wanted to stay in, in tune with the the quarantine thing that he was talking about. Mm-hmm. I, mm-hmm. I don't know if you were going to change the topic. Nah, I wasn't. Oh, okay. Say? No, 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 no. Go ahead. Go first. Son. I just oh, um, okay. don't want you to change the topic and then. Oh, no, no, no. I'm not. I'm, okay, I'm going to stick here for a minute. Um, Someone go. <laughs> with the with the video editing like when was that you too yeah i was i was i was uh editing it through my phone um i would i had these two apps called the uh, kind master or key master whatever mm-hmm. uh i forgot what the other one is called but it's in my phone somewhere but yeah i would just use that and i would just write out all the all the like the words to it, the lyrics to it, and it's funny because there's some typos in some of them, and like, <laughs> like it would be too late for me to fix it because once you post it, you post it. But uh, yeah, I would literally just I'll edit it, I'll shoot it, uh, I will record it on Pro Tools, I'll mix it just a little bit, and I didn't even know how to mix for nothing, so I was just trying to at least make it good enough for Instagram and all of that. And that was some of the talents that I was able to pick up during quarantine. Man, it was just something that I wanted to do to give people. And it inspired some people though, because a lot, there were some people who started doing their own videos. Uh, there were some people who were like, yo, I want to join your quarantine flows and all of that. But I didn't even want to do features or anything like that. And if I did do a feature, there was only two, like two or three people I wanted to do it with. I wanted to do it with uh, Blosh, which I ended up doing. Yeah, that one was, that one was dope. I hope me, uh, Osmond Benjamin, he was supposed to be on one of them. And uh, Sko, Sko's, actually gonna be on season two so yeah like it, it was gonna be that's i just wanted to keep it like that I, I wanted it to give you just more of me than anything and just uh highlight these dope producers that i actually work with and and there were some that i actually never worked with as well so it was cool to just kind of do that like that was the first time anybody's ever heard me on a scoopy and me and scoop have been trying to do something for a minute and i like <laughs> i've known scoop for forever so it was like that was <laughs> people really heard me on a scoop beat and that was the first time uh there's this studio here in Yonkers called hit cave and my manager is the part owner of, and uh, the owner his name is mark and he sent me the last one and mm. like I, that was the first time i actually ended up really putting something out that he did so and uh the other one is len like uh produced by len he is my best friend since uh first grade so <laughs> he's my best friend since first grade and like he always wanted to just try to get into producing and I am somebody who keeps it very honest with him and stuff like that so the times that we were gonna work it just wasn't I didn't want to I didn't felt like it was where it needed to be yet so yeah. it got to the point that he just continuously kept going and I've done stuff to his beats before but like the quarantine flows is the first time that people get to hear it. So like, that's where, that's where it is. And I'm, I'm excited to see, you know, the growth with Lenny and to see how far he's come. I mean, he was on Skull's project for the mm-hmm. and stuff. And yeah, it's just, it's just been dope to, you know, give the credit to these producers and to highlight them and stuff like that. So yeah. What is right. Oh, go Freddie. Oh yeah, my fault. Um, now I was gonna say, <laughs> yo, wait, wait, were you gonna say something else? No, 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 go. Oh, okay. Now, so um, now what I was gonna say, Iman, was um, cause you said during the the quarantine shows you were doing things that you weren't normal, uh, used to doing typically. So, are you planning on incorporating what you learned in terms of uh, what you did with the production, what you did with um, uh, um, what you gonna call it, uh, 
what what you did with the actual because you said that um you you pr you produced your own beats for for that time, right? No, no, no not the beats. Oh, the, beats were the the producers that I worked with. Oh, they, they oh, okay. So that's what they dropped off, and then you were just spinning on freestyling on that. But yeah. you said, all right. But the point is, you said that um you were learning things during your quarantine. Um, so I'm saying, the things that you learned, are you gonna use that for your next album? Some of the things you learned, you know, to keep your mind fresh with with those things that you learned, or are you just you felt like you just learned it just for the experience? It's something that I wanna I wanna hold on to. Yeah. Cause I like I like that I was able to do things just on my phone. Yeah, getting out of your comfort zone. Yeah, one hundred percent. From what I'm hearing, everybody everybody was saying how good it was. I'm about to have to tune in <laughs> somehow. <laughs> but yeah, so that's a mixtape and stuff. But I don't. I, I I'm very ever, ever since like that of the first mixtape. Yeah. And I know I keep sounding like I'm bashing it, <laughs> but it's not. I'm not. I'm, <laughs> I'm just keeping it a buck. You feel me? It's just like there's certain highlights from it, there's certain not, but that's not how Iman sounds. Nah, it was like the, that was the project that it was me really just getting into it. And when you hear that one and you hear everything is everything, you just see a very, very different. Day. <laughs> yeah, I, I didn't understand a lot of things when I was doing that. But um, with with the quarantine flows, uh, it's I just wanted to. I just wanted to make new, like create new habits, uh, create new new ways of trying to put stuff out there for people. And I was able to just take those skills, and I want to put it for for future stuff. Uh, even when I bring it back, if I do bring it back, <laughs> and, now you should. Uh, yeah, that's that's pretty much what I wanted to do. And I'm. I don't want to be. I don't want to drop this as a mixtape, just because I'm very particular with what I put out. And I, I'm I'm very, very, very big on presentations. Like that's something that's something that I really like go hard for. So that's that's really what it is. I don't wanna I, I may put it on YouTube just so people could like put it all together. I don't know if I wanna put it as like all ten together and just so people could just go through it or I, I don't know, yeah. I'm still deciding on what I really wanna do, but I don't think I'm gonna put it for something to be on streaming services though. I'll say that much. Fair enough. Oh, that's good. At the end of the day, you know, you make those decisions. Like you said, you, you said you wanted to end up changing the name from Quarantine Radio to um something else. Blue. Whatever the name is. <laughs> <laughs> Quarantine Radio, right? <laughs> Quarantine Show. <laughs> but uh, whatever, whatever, whatever you change the name to, I'm pretty sure you seem like you have a, you know, go ahead on your shoulders. You got that articulation down. So I'm pretty sure you're going to name it something that's going to go with whatever you're doing in, in that yeah, phase sure. of your life. Yeah, it's something we're going to be thinking about for sure. And um, I'm going to look for other ways that I could, when I, if I do bring it back, it's something that I want to be able to take it to another level. That's the biggest thing for me. It's like, I want, I don't want it to go back. You want to keep seeing that growth and improvement. Yeah. Not I you on that. what I can do, whether it's sponsorships, whether it's, uh, you know, trying to get it on this platform or anything like that. I want to see what we can do that will take it to that next level in order for it to be out there. So yeah, I hear that. Um, speaking of content and content on the internet, you did the the in-house performance <laughs> with Major Stage that was with uh, Prada and uh, and Skull. Yeah. How'd you how'd that whole thing come about? Okay, so um, I have a really good relationship with Major Stage. Uh, 
they are responsible for my two headlining shows that I did. I showed out SOBs with me headlining, which was something that was on my bucket list that I always wanted to do. Hey, that's what's up. I sold out Knitting Factory uh, in Brooklyn, where mm -hmm. that show was different, though, because we did uh, something that we, we did the show the 25th, and we dropped the project the 26th. So I wanted to do a show where everybody <laughs> could hear the project for the first time. And it was a dope experience because I was able to uh, drop merch for the first time, and that sold out. Um, we were able to sell out all the tickets. We were able to just pack it out completely and just have a good time. Um, and my bad, I'm sorry. What was your question? I got out. <laughs> the, the, the show that the like in-house home show. Yeah. With major stage, uh, since I had that relationship with them, with them being responsible for that stuff, uh, they wanted to do something that was, since we're in quarantine, they thought of different ways to do something. And they were like, yo, um, let's, let's do a show, an in-house show and, you know, choose two people that you would want to be on the show with you. And I'm like, obviously, I got to make it a Yonkers show. So I wanted Prada and Sko. Because Sko had his project that we've been working on, um, the old Broke Bastard one. And then uh, Prada is somebody that I'm, um, you know, we, I, I work with her a lot. On, like, we've been focusing on her uh, project that's going to be coming soon. And it's been, uh, it's, it's been dope. I, I, wanted, I, I like giving people, like, if I have a certain platform, that um, I can involve people that are also working. I want to be able to like include them in something. Like when I did uh, the Knitting Factory show, Blossoms opened up for me and stuff. Uh, mm -hmm. Like I, I like I like having these different things because there's these are new faces to see you. You feel me? And I think it's dope that we can just. I, I wanted to be able to just come together and just try to bring something as much as like make something grow as much as possible. So, yeah, I'm always going to be thinking about the people, like, that are working around here before anything. And, yeah, that's for me. That was cool that you do that, though. That you, that you think about the people, uh, you know, the people from Yonkers first before you try to get other people to work with you. Because, like, one thing I've been seeing from, well, I mainly seen this after doing this, uh, this uh, the, the blog, um, I said the blog, after doing the podcast with Jamal and, and Danny, I've really seen that, the people in Yonkers, you guys have, like, this, like, com camaraderie. You guys are, like, you guys do one thing, and then you guys either put each other on, or if you guys see, you know, other people doing something similar to y'all. Y'all put, you know, you, you guys collaborate, work with each other. And I feel like, I don't know what, what it is in Yonkers, but I, I fuck with that, that you guys do that. You guys always look out for each other. And I feel like, low-key, that's kind of like the blueprint. Like, if more places had that type of, like, collaborate uh you know collaborative mind mindset feel like like imagine what a whole country like imagine if we were like that from freaking both coasts of the united states if everybody thought like that this nation would be crazy it'll be so advanced right now so sure. i like that you guys keep you know oh wait, i didn't hear what you said what did you say my fault my bad like we just pretty much it's like that inspiration comes from like when you see like atlanta atlanta they come together OG. atlanta yeah atlanta definitely did that wave too like that was the biggest thing yonkers wasn't always like this and stuff a lot of there's a yeah. lot of like it's the complete bro it's it's the complete opposite yeah it's yonkers is the complete opposite of what it was when we were in like in high school even which isn't it's a long time ago but it's not that yeah. long ago but like it's completely different 
it wasn't like that before. You guys didn't have that camaraderie before. You, it's like you, um, like uh, what millennials brought that in there into Yonkers that that camaraderie yeah. and all that. Now that's what's up though. That's still good though. It's showing that you guys are making your movement. You know, you guys are doing what you guys do in order for the whole crew to succeed, not just you know you in particular. Mm-hmm. But you know what it is though too. Like a lot of people, when when you become like see a little bit of success, um. You start to learn different things and how you carry yourself and how you move with certain things. Like me, I drive off of seeing other people do great. I yeah. get hyped when I see people do something like amazing. Or like if 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 you're someone who's really dope and you're not utilizing your talents, I get tight. Like I'm like that, I'm like that dude, and I want to see people. Danny. <laughs> I don't got no talents. I don't got no talents. I'm just. But like that's the thing. Like I, I like I like to see people like prosper and stuff like that. And there's a lot of people who don't. They already don't want to see you do great. And the reason why I understand both sides of it because I know what it feels like to be a hating ass nigga too. Because I've been that person before. You feel me? Like mm-hmm. way before, I've been that person, and that's that's not gonna take you nowhere. Oh, never. So it's like if you you gotta you gotta learn how to just move forward with love and to just help one another. There's a lot of people who have tools that don't want to give you the resources. Mm-hmm. And then there's a lot of times that like, you know, like I try to. I tr- like whatever I get for myself with uh, with a lot of the time I try to spin games to people that I could help with because it's like if I have this if I if I'm in a position that I can help somebody why not do it? It's a fact. That's that's, that's what a, and fact. that's what a lot of people don't carry with that with that. A lot of people don't like to do that stuff and it's, it's that's a, the thing. Oh, so go ahead. Like, I, I don't mean to cut you off. With with, with what y'all do right. Y'all should be able to, like, with somebody who doesn't know something that may be simple as hell to y'all, y'all can teach them that. Mm-hmm. Y'all can teach them how to do something that they may not know in order for them to go forward with something. But whether people want to listen or not, that's different. That's, that's yes. Yeah, that's, that's you, have, um, you still got to make What is it? You have something I call, like, a coach mentality. Like, you want to see the best. You're not, not all coaches, of course, but, like, most coaches want to see you want to see their star player or like even their whole team like succeed it's like yo i'm here to help y'all succeed i'm not i'm not gonna hold none of my secrets in for y'all i'm here to help y'all succeed mm-hmm. it's that's, like, that's that good mentality to have because at the end of the day you don't want to you don't want to be selfish you know you don't want to be self-absorbed like i'm pretty sure if you were uh more selfish or like let's say you weren't really caring about other people ian I'm pretty sure you wouldn't have been at the situation. You're not, you know, you wouldn't be in the situation you are now. Feel me? Exactly. That's the that's the biggest thing. It's like if you don't appreciate where you at at the moment, and you're not able to help other people do it, like like move forward and stuff like that, you will not you will not see anything going forward. You just gonna be stuck in a certain mentality in a certain position that you may not you be you may be tired of being there and stuff like that. You need to understand that we are here to help people. Mm-hmm. Whatever, whatever, whatever way you can do that, we are brought to this world to help people. So if you can utilize that in any way possible, just do that. You feel me? Just help, help, help others that that, that ask for it, or even if they don't. Like if you feel like yo, I, like there's something you 100% know, or 
and they may not have the same amount, like the same knowledge towards it. You can teach them, like be like, yo, you can just do this. It'll be way easier for you to do that. You feel me? Yo, you could utilize and put your money here. You feel me? Or you can put your money here. You can put your money here. And there's obviously people in, in, in art that you know that they 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 like an element of surprise, and that's 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 another thing. When we keep that, you know, keep that inside. You don't need to let everybody know every little thing you're doing. But when it comes to how to help people on how to move forward, you can do that. You can teach people how to do that. You've experienced it enough. You don't need to let them know every one of your moves of what you're doing going forward. But you can teach them different ways of how you learn something. So that's pretty it. Pretty much it. I like that. I like that a lot. <laughs> you have a, you have a, um, uh, cause so like, I know, you know, I work in the school and, um, yeah. Demar and Freddie always know I work in the school. And, uh, my biggest thing about working in the school is I'm a mentor and there's a mentoring cohort and we have kids that we mentor, like specific kids. And I, within this year, I think even now when I work in, like, I work from home, the kids I call the most would be that my like my mentees my like yo this is what y'all have to do this is how y'all deal with y'all problems um i know a lot is going on in the world this is how like i like i want i want to see them for some reason i want to see my whole class succeed but th this group of kids that i'm i'm with all the time i want to see them like yeah you want to see them do it as much like, succeed right? yeah like be with the best potential and exceed it Exactly, because each one of them that I have is like I see something that I I like live through within y'all. Like yeah. I see a little me in y'all, and I need y'all to do way better than me. Mm -hmm. That and I'm a big like Iman and um, Iman and Jamal, and we're big brothers. So like, like we all want to see our little brothers succeed too. It's like you know, like, like and um, Chubbs. Is a father, so he know he already know like. That's oh, no, yeah, exactly. That's and I feel like that that's why that that actually helped me with that mentality because um before I had my you know before I had my son, uh I I would always look out for people, but I wouldn't really, I I, I don't want to say I wouldn't really help them, but after having a kid, I want everybody. Well, I feel like I had this mentality before, but it was just easier to look out for people that know. Some people know when to ask for help. Other people don't know when to ask for help. And I feel like after having a kid, you can really see the people that don't know how to ask the help. You can still help them out because sometimes it's all about ego. Sometimes they just, you just see them getting it in a different way. So if you can help them out, you got to do what you got to do. If I, if I could see, like, for instance, if I see Danny struggling in some sort of way, I'm going to give him my two, you know, my two sons. I'm going to give him my opinion. I'm not going to say my opinion is always going to be right or whatever. But the fact is I'm trying to give him, you know, an escape route. I'm trying to help him out as, you know, as best as I could. Yeah. I feel like if you have that type of mentality that you want others to, to, to succeed around you, you're just planting seeds, of little, like, seeds of success, and they're eventually going to bloom into trees and, you know, trees of success. Yeah. <laughs> That's the thing, too. Like, I make sure that I surround myself with people just like that. And you can't, you shouldn't do something to expect something in return. Yeah, exactly. Mm -hmm. Like, you, that's, right. if you're doing something, right. something in return, then you just, you're doing it for the wrong reason, bro. 
Yep. Yeah, you're already entering it with a bad thought process. Yeah, like that's not how you go about it whatsoever. You gotta be able to just if it's in your heart that you really wanna do something, you just do that. You don't need to get anything in return or anything like that, bro. Yeah, that's why some things are second nature too. Like sometimes like you wouldn't even like well, this is what I feel like, well, I don't I don't wanna give this example necessarily, but I feel like it suits the situation. Like, well, when sometimes I see homeless people in the street asking for money, sometimes you just feel compelled to give it to them. Like, you don't know what it is going on in your mindset or whatever, but you're like, yo, if he asks me for money, I'm going to give him whatever change I got or I'm going to see what I can do. Sometimes people ask, and it's like, and it's not the same. You don't feel that, like, connection. You don't feel like, oh, I'm yeah. going to give it to them because I know they're going to use it for good. Sometimes you see them, you're like, nah, I'm, get the fuck out of here. I'm not going to, you know, give this person, you're not going to give this person money and, and yeah. you know, not, you, you could tell that they're not going to use it for good. You know, they're just going to go buy Mass, I mean, whatever, you know, whatever it is they're going to get into, they're going to get into that. So I feel like it's kind of like a third eye type of thing. You kind of feel it like, you know, when you could help somebody and it's actually going to be good as opposed to helping somebody just because you, you're thinking, oh, this person is going to later benefit me in the future. Yeah, not for sure. All right. Um, <laughs> well, I wasn't expecting that. Um, so something that... I didn't want to get too much away from music, although that that was that was good. I I wanted to ask about like performances. Uh, two, I, I unfortunately wasn't able to go to one of them, um, the the one with Chinese Kitty. But as far as uh, with performing is in general, because like I went to, I don't, I'm not sure if you had a a, a live band for that one. But I know you had one for the one that you did in Yonkers. What is that like? how do you prepare and like what is your process with with your your shows your performances okay so uh, let me start off by saying i would i would not know how to perform if it wasn't for blast blast is somebody who i admire as a performer and he literally took the time to teach me how to perform because i did not know how to perform whatsoever i didn't have no breath control i didn't know how to work a crowd, I didn't know nothing. And just by the little things he taught me, I was able to pick up my own stuff and just be able to do that. Now I make sure that it's like a whole crowd interactive like type of thing, whether, and it's not about you jumping around all the time and all that type of stuff. So um, like the way I prepare for these shows, um, if I'm using a live band, uh, we would take maybe a month or two to just really kind of rehearse every week. And, uh, we, uh, I'll give like uh, Maintenance, for example. Maintenance has been playing, for, they're a rock band from Yonkers. They've been playing uh, for my shows and stuff like that. Uh, they they just listen to the songs and we just try to figure things out, take some instruments out of the instrumental just so they could play it and all that. And we try to create something way bigger than, like like just give it a, a crazier experience, I guess. Like that Yonkers show that we did, I was not expecting that. <laughs> Was a, I don't think anybody was. <laughs> <laughs> that was a mad. It was lit. It was just different for us. I think that's what it was. It was super different. I, I'm, I'm not used to that either. Like that was that was that was that was a lot. And that whole point of that show was it supposed to be like a hip hop rock, like bringing the girls together. You feel me? So they wanted to do like kind of like a Lincoln Park Jay Z type of thing. So we were able to do that, and you you see a freaking Kool Aid man just like running around <laughs> like doing crazy. <laughs> like, 
it was, it was insane, bro. It was fun, and but it was it was very different. But I was able, like, just because, like, we were able to put that type of show because we were preparing all those weeks to just make sure that we got everything to the T. And yeah. like, when there's little situations where you forget lyrics or you forget something, you got to be able to work on your feet immediately, right? Yeah. So uh, there was a time when I, when I did the show in the Knitting Factory where one of the, the guitar amp blew out or something like that, and we were supposed to do we were supposed to do a specific song, but we were like we didn't know what to do. So I used that time while they were fixing it. I was thanking the people who came out and stuff like that. And as I realized he was still fixing it, I looked at the bass player, and uh, which is Phil. I looked at him and he goes like, "World in my hands." I'm like, "World in my hands." So, cause we didn't have a guitar for that song. We just had a bass player and the drums. So we utilized that time. We're like, all right, so this is not gonna work out, go to the next thing. So we just were able to do that. And then we made a moment out of World in My Hands where everybody, I, I have this picture, I don't know if y'all seen it. It's been on my Instagram and stuff, but you see me and you see a whole bunch of lights of everybody in the crowd and stuff. And that was the moment from World in My Hands that we just were able to create that. I wasn't supposed to perform that song. I was, I was for that, for whenever I perform a show, whenever I'm doing a show and I perform uh, with everybody having their lights on, I usually did it for open letter. So we were supposed to perform open letter for that time, but it didn't work out. So we just made that moment out of World in My Hands. Now that was good though. I feel like, especially in the career, career path you, you've taken, improvisation is key. And that's what you were able to do in that moment. You were able to, you know, finesse the time. You were able to finesse that song. And how did you feel like everybody reacted? Even though you knew yourself that you weren't going to perform that track, how did you feel, like, when you got everybody's reaction? Did, did, did it make you feel like, oh, I should add this to a set list for next time I do a live concert? Or, like, how do you feel? It was dope because it made me understand how I wanted to react with that, like, the reaction that I got from that song. So, like... Uh, something that I learned how to do when I when I perform, like having the audience say something. So it was just like in the song uh, uh, "World in My Hands," like the hook goes like, "Paint the vivid picture on my image, you can feel it." Uh. So every time I say "uh" after every like bar, I was like, "All right, I can interact with the crowd in a way." So every time uh, I finish the bar, I tell the audience to say "uh" like every single time, and I point the mic to them. So whenever I perform that song, it's like always a crowd interaction type of thing. Where it'll be like, paint the vivid picture of my image, you can feel it. And then I just get uh, it up and everybody just say it. So it was just something that has been dope as hell to just kind of make them feel like. The, yeah, the, that, the biggest thing I learned from that is that you can't make it seem like they're just watching you. They need to feel like they're a part of the experience. Mm -hmm. That's what I learned from that. And I learned that from Blas. Blas taught me that, and I was able to carry that and just go forward and just pick up stuff on my own. But, yeah, like, that's the biggest thing. You got to make you feel like it's an experience other than them just seeing you. Because being an emerging artist, they don't care about you, bro. Except for the people that are there. They don't really care to see you, all that type of stuff. You need to leave something that everybody's going to remember in some type of way. And if you're going to interact with the crowd, that's the best way because they're not going to be bored just watching you. Yeah, that's a fact. So, yeah. Yeah. Now, and um, for crowd control, like, well, you said that um, Blas was his name. I don't want to chop it up. Yeah, so yeah, no, that that's good that um, he was able to teach you those things. Uh, you said that he taught you um, a breathing technique too. Like, <laughs> yeah, like pretty yeah, much. Can you get more into depth about it? Cause yeah, so when you 
you need breath control when you are rapping on stage. It is high. Yeah, because of all that constant movement, and then you have to make sure you're still reciting your, bar, your bars and everything. There's mad lights in your face. You are blazing up there. And, <laughs> like, it's crazy. And he taught me how to hold a microphone. Like, for example, this is just some, some regular stuff, right? Yeah. Uh, you're supposed to kind of have a distance and not cover the microphone like how people do going like this and stuff. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And he taught me that whenever you're taking a breath, you know, don't breathe in the mic. Just kind of take the mic away, take your breath and go like this. Put it and start rapping again. Take it away, start rapping again. So that's really what it is. And then it was just like, you got to be able to work out <laughs> while rapping. So you know how to, you, so you know when do you need a break into breathing in your songs and how do you replace that? So with my DJs, I used to just, I would just have them, like if there's a song that I got to rap really, really fast, I'll just have them say one of the lines that I know I'm not going to catch or something like that. Or certain things, like you just pick up on certain things when it comes to your song. It depends on how the song is and how you worked out with that. But you should just be having. You should be training. You gotta train like it's an athlete, like you're an athlete, honestly. <laughs> that, that, that's exactly how you gotta do it, though. Too. Yeah. You gotta have those types of um prep, like how athletes prep. That's how you guys have it to prep because you guys, you know, you guys do just as much movement. Just because, like, think about it. if you were to do that at a like, um, let's say you went on tour, you're gonna have to do that same thing every single night for the next, you know, six, seven months. So I understand that. But yeah, that's really it. No, that's fire though. <clears throat> um Yeah. Oh I I don't know. <laughs> I like had a special problem. Wait for it. <laughs> yeah. Um do you do you have any I'm asking all of our first couple of guests, like do they have any questions for us that they wanted to ask so it's not just us? I got two. Hello, I got you. Yeah, he, came, he came ready. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm I got, I got All right, so let's start with this one. What are some of the changes uh, you would like to see within our community? Um, That's a good question, right, um, Yeah, it is, it is, it is. <laughs> who wants to answer the question? <laughs> I, mean, I mean, I have an answer for it, but I don't know if you guys don't just want me to answer it. Or... Um, I mean, no, because it's not a specific question. Is it? Is it a question like for every single one of us, or is it like a so is it like a whole question, or is it um like an individual question? Whatever y'all want to see, but let's all right. I'll make it simpler, and it may not be as easy for Freddie. So maybe this will be just for uh for Daniel. Oh, Yonkers. Yeah. 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 What's the exact? I was like, oh wait, hold on. <laughs> so what, you, what? What would what like? What are some changes you would like to see in this community? All right. Go ahead, Jamal. Um, I'd like to see more uh, events held here for us. Um, I feel like we go to other places for that to do stuff for them, like mm -hmm. like you guys will go perform in other places like the Bronx, Manhattan, Brooklyn, and stuff like that. But they don't really people don't really come here. Yeah. Will perform here. So I would love to see more events like that where we that we host as a whole and bring make people come here. That's something that yeah. I would like to see more. Um, I guess that's how it helps everything. 
that we talk about, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like how the Dreamville did the, the festival down in North Carolina last year. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that town, nobody ever goes to Raleigh, North Carolina, you know? Yeah. But they brought so many people down there and it so much revenue that came into the city from people having to get food, people having to stay at Airbnbs or hotels and stuff like that. You know what I mean? Yeah. So that's something that, um, that I would like to see personally. Okay. No, yeah, I like that. I like that, Jamal. Because on top of that, that, that just goes back to your roots, you know, because you just want to see, you know, your community be as good as, you, you know, it could be. And that's definitely one way to make a community better. Sure. Um, for me, I, I would like to see, like, I guess working in NYC, you see a lot of opportunities handed to kids that they might take for granted, but I I feel like if it was done in Yonkers, it wouldn't be taken as granted. I guess I don't know how to say it, but um, like there's certain programs that I would love to see kids have, like a um, for instance, like an arts program where it concentrates not only on like drawing and painting, but more like on rap and like not even rap, just music in general, like production. Um, filmmaking, things like that. I would like to see like more programs enforced. And not only that, like with sports too, because a lot of things in Yonkers, I grew up in Yonkers, um, always looking for somewhere to play baseball. Yeah. And um, there's always a spot. You can always ask somebody and find somebody. But for some reason, it was like, like always hard to find for me specifically. It was like, oh, I think, and I think a lot of kids don't, um, I think it like I was uh my mom was a single parent with me. Uh so it was a little harder for her where she was like I she didn't know she knew the Glen was there where I used to live um on the south side or like whatever you want to call that side. Um the Glen was there near me, but she didn't know nobody in the Glen. So she wasn't and she my mom wasn't like a asker. So it's like maybe if a school offered not just the team to make for the school but like a program where it's like okay this is a sports club we actually teach you all type of sports we're not going to only teach you baseball but we're going to teach you basketball and um and or lacrosse or cricket all these other different sports to see what you actually like mm-hmm. um same thing for music is like uh you may like rap because you're around it so much or um Oh, classic. Uh, you may like this type of music, but what if you heard this music and what if you try to play that instrument or what if you try to, um, what if you learned how to make music or how to DJ? Would you have done it faster, quicker? Yeah. Um, the other things is like poetry. Like, I don't think there's a, like a big, like that's, this is all had to do with like kids and stuff like that. And even like young adults, it's like some way you get, like let's get everybody out the street and Yonkers, I don't want to say is, depending on what side of Yonkers you grew up with, I guess, is mm-hmm. like you can see the evil and you can see like the good. Like you can see the rich and you can see the poor. You can see, you see all this. And I grew up, I feel like I grew up right in the middle where it's like, damn, I wish the community had a lot more to offer. Because a lot of these kids are going to, uh, I, I say like this is a small town mentality where it's like we, we get stuck in our little town or a little city, wherever you're from, 
you get stuck there and you don't want to you don't want to grow out you get so accustomed to it you don't want to grow out of it like um, what you're saying with that like the, the well, some of the biggest things i always wanted to do was i wanted to make a concert hall here for people to start coming to mm -hmm. the, be like one of the spots like a webster hall like a you know like one of those things that we had that here yeah go on their tours they're gonna come to the yonkers right that's one the, the other thing was what you're saying with the sports um, I always wanted to make a sports complex here too, where it happens like that as well. Because when I was playing baseball, I used to go to Uptown Sports all the time in the Bronx, and mm. it was one actually right to Yonkers, which is hilarious. Like right in the beginning of Yonkers on the south side. So like I wanted to be able to do stuff like that for for like you know these are because and, and build studios and like music schools and stuff like that. Because it's like we didn't have those things when we. And I feel like that would be cool because it just gives people other opportunities to pick up other things, you feel me? And uh I think it would be dope. And if we had our own concert hall over here, like that people would really go to like on their tours and stuff, that would be fire. Like I think that would be super dope. It would be. Uh, yeah, out of all the ideas you guys are saying, I feel like Yonkers needs all of that. Well, especially when it comes to uh what Danny was talking about with the kids stuff. I feel like, because imagine, um, for instance, uh, well, I feel like all of you guys are, you know, getting into that creative aspects. Imagine if Yonkers, the schools you guys went to, had those different types of opportunities or programs. You guys would have been more inclined to, like, try something different from a younger age compared to you guys doing it now as adults, you know. So I feel like all those ideas are good in terms of uh, making a – the, I guess you guys call yourself a city, right? You guys don't really go with as a borough, like city, Yonkers, the city of Yonkers, right? City of Yonkers, bro. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, like, as a city, you know, you guys will be able to bring in all that type of, um, you know, different material that, you know, it's outdated over there. Because, I, I mean, I don't live out there, but when I go out there, I don't see, you know, like you guys are saying, those are the things they like over there. So they were able to implement that. I feel like, that would obviously just be beneficial to the well to the kids, but they'll be able to grow up within the community like you guys, and you guys are going to be able well not you you guys in particular will be able to talk about it, but those kids will grow up and talk about you know the perks that they had because communities don't really have those things anymore and all right, so I had one more question right mm -hmm. what's the other question I feel like there is a shift in what y'all see going on within the arts in our community oh uh, a shift like a hundred percent i mean we were i guess we we kind of were already saying it like for when we were in high school because we're all about we're all about to age. so when we were in high school it was there was a lot of people doing it um you know i mean the there's some people that died off and aren't doing it as much um and there are some people that's doing it more because they feel inspired but i feel like it's just the arts in general, I feel like have shifted and no matter what it is, not just music is a little bit of everything. Yeah. Um, and I think it goes back to that, that thing of us all kind of coming together. I think that's what it is of why the shift has happened. Cause yeah. I've seen it more in the past, like two to three years than I've ever seen it before ever. And so, so, so like, Oh, I was going to say to piggyback off, off of what you're saying, like, Think about it back then <clears throat> well you guys were the kids in high school now you guys you know we're adults now 
So I feel like what probably happened was a lot of people had the same mentality you guys have and are trying to bring that up as well. Just trying to be, you know, more aware of like, oh, we need this in this community, we need this and that. So that's also another direction as to why you guys probably been seeing a, a change in the last few years. For sure. Um, what was it for me as well? Say the question again, because I know what we're talking about, but the question was like, I, I, I didn't hear it all the way. If coming in the arts of this community. But definitely then, I don't know. It's like, just what Chubb said and what Jamal said, it's like, we are the generation that had to change, if that, if that makes sense. We are, we're the generation that new technology was easy to us because we learned it because we were younger and we learned it. Um, let's say, y'all remember AIM. I know all of, everybody remember AIM. Yeah, of course. That, that was the original uh, iMessage, whatever you want to call it. That was the original social media to me. It was MySpace and AIM. And everybody kind of in the community started getting connected with each other in the city. They started getting connected with each other through those social media platforms. And um, at one point it became like, oh, I know that person. I know of that person because of this. And then you end up in the same spot. I'm like, oh, we, I know you because you was, you're this person on that person. Uh, you know this person and I know that person. And we all just kind of like, it became a web. It became a huge web. Like, um, for instance, I don't know. I don't know Prada Mama. I really don't know Prada Mama. And I'm from Yonkers and I don't know who she is. I heard of her. I've heard the joke, uh, not the jokes, but the, like creative sayings that were made because she has a certain club. Drip shit. Yeah, yeah. That, that's hilarious to me. And I was like, whoa, like, who said that? And then, like, <laughs> Jamal, and uh, Jamal is one person that he says that playing around, like, playing around, but it's actually that line is catchy, like, for some yeah. reason. That, that's a catchy line. Like, wait, what? Like, you know who she is because of that. You feel me? Exactly. And I knew, I didn't know her like that. I just knew her because, like, you, you, people like you started introducing and stuff like that. And I still don't know who she is, really. I have not, I never talked to her, but I know her, I know one of her best friends. We went to high school together. So I'm like, oh, this is a, Yonkers is a small, it's a big city with a small, like, circle, if that makes sense. Yeah. Like, so it's like, after a while, you just start seeing, you, you're going to see the change. You're going to see, like, you know what? Why are we beefing if we're from the same place? Or why are we having this, like, argument of who's better? But we're not even on top. We're not even near the top. Like, so, like, how are we going to have that argument or that debate or did that dispute, whatever you want to call it, how are we going to have that when we, we're not, we're still so um, at the low, we're still so low at the totem pole that it's irrelevant. Like, yeah. so let's, how about we, instead of all that, we help each other. Let's build each other. Let's keep on going up and up and up. And um, eventually when we get to that point, it's like, now we can start talking about it. Like, all right, now I'm better than you. I knew you when you was this. Yeah. I knew you when I knew you when you were that. It's yeah. like, like, damn, we up, we we really did this. We really, like, got to a point that we're this high, and now Yonkers is known throughout the through. It could be throughout the world. It could be throughout. Right now, I'm gonna start small. It could be throughout New York. 
uh, Yonkers is known throughout the East Coast. Yonkers is going to be known throughout um, the United States, North America, South America, Europe, and it gets bigger and bigger. Like, mm-hmm. I would, let's say, uh, I have a perfect example. I work in Queens, mm-hmm. right? Why, for some reason, in Queens, everybody knows, like, the top basketball players, the funny, um, like, people like Shiggy and stuff like that. People all, they all know them, and they all support them. Like, like, like nothing. They can have beef with them and everything, but, like, they still support them, like, yo, he gonna make it. And it's because that was that mentality back then where it's like, it's us against the, them. It was us against the other boroughs and stuff yeah. like that. But now it's like, once you see, once you see somebody make it from yeah, where you, where you from, mm-hmm. you feel like you, you feel like you can make it too. It's like, Oh, if he made it. I can make it. Yeah. Uh, and after that's the, um, with art and stuff like that, I feel like I always have to, Mention Jada Kiss, Styles P, uh, DMX. I always have to mention them to people and be like, "Yo, they're from y'all." Keep like, Mary, bro. like, oh yeah, Mary J. Blige. <laughs> like, um, I'd be like, "Yo, they from Yonkers. Y'all know who this is?" And like a lot of gen- younger generation be like, "No, like, no, I don't know. Who it's because it's the younger ones." But like, even like when I go out of state, like to like um, when we went to school, I was like. You know who this person is? And the, like, you know who DMX is? Oh, we kind of know DMX because he has that song, blah, blah. Oh, where he's from? Oh, he's from New York. You know, part of New York? Now nah, we just know he's from New York. Yeah. It's like, damn, that, that, to me, that's, that, that kind of hurts because I'm, I'm from like where he's from. Like, it's that's like, why, so you're from. That's why, like, every interview I do and stuff like that, I'm saying, like, yo, like, I'll be talking about Yonkers, like, every fucking. Mm-hmm. Gotta put it out there. And that's where, bro, like, when you're doing shows and stuff like that, or you have certain platforms or anything like that. Like, what, right now we got um, the League, right? With, with the new project, that, I mean, the new EP that came out. The League has been, pl- been played on radio, right? Mm-hmm. And uh, Steph Kicks, Yonkers DJ, she's been helping out with that. Mm-hmm. Um, I love that she does that. Prada Mama on the lead, you feel me? Yonkers person. People who didn't even know who Prada Mama was or was a fan of Prada Mama have been hitting me up going like, yo, this Prada Mama girl, though? Like, she killed that. But like, stuff, it's little things like that. We were able to do the lead challenge and that got way bigger than what I thought it was going to be. And it, it, it put a light on Iman, it put a light on, on Prada, it put a light on the song and stuff like that. People who listen to Prada who didn't know Iman, they just People who they know Prada Mama was, they know who they know who Prada Mama is now. Mm-hmm. It's like those are little things you can do to stuff like that. And the producer of the strongest person too. It's Los, uh, the religion. He's been doing my stuff for like forever, and he's somebody who went to Riverside with me. You feel me? Yeah. Like, these are these are these are people that you know. I like to, I like to keep it within our our own because we could we could elevate each other. I tell I tell the producers I work with all the time, like Rondon, uh, my brother Josh, Len, Los, and stuff. Like I tell them all the time, there's nothing that, like big time producers, there's nothing that they can do that y'all can't do. No, that's facts though. That's a hundred percent facts. I have a, I have a cousin like that, the same thing. You know Gil, um, Jamal. Y'all know Gil. Yeah. Um, 
he a photographer right now, and he tells me the same thing. Oh, he oh if I could if he could do it, you could do it too, bro. That's easy, like. Mm-hmm. It's not it's not easy, but just, that's if it why what makes you different than him? I'm yeah, like, it's just all up you putting it in your head what what is it that you can and can't, bro. Um, last thing I want to say is. What Bogle, like to say what Bogle said in the last podcast that we, that I did with Jamal, because I know the last podcast was with Greg and um, A, now it's supposed to be there, but um, our engagements, whatever. Um, we're the shadow, we're, we're in the shadow of a, a big ass city. Like we are in the shadow of New York City. Like that's it, the Bronx and Manhattan and whatever, Queens. We're in that shadow. We're in shadow of those boroughs. So it's like, it's it's only a matter of time that we stand out. Like, all right, get this shot. Get that. Get the um sun pointing the right way, where it's like, it's always bright. Thanks. It's true, bro. bro. I live fucking. My bad for <laughs> I, live, I live 15 minutes away from the heights, bro. Like, yeah. With no traffic, actually 18 minutes. 18 minutes away from the heights. That's a fact. <laughs> I, I, I feel you because like <laughs> what it is like it's like, it's, not, it's not that far from each other nothing we right there we right next to the Bronx I think, yeah we're right here that's why I tell thing, people all the time the yeah, thing that I hate when it's like from the Bronx the thing that I hate the most is like I think I had people over like this was like my college this was when I was in college uh one summer my parents went Every summer I was in college, my parents take a week to go on vacation and I had a little get together in my house. And if you've been to my house, you know that I have a little backyard and it's actually nice. My house is nice or was nice. Um, and um, I had people from the Bronx. Yeah, I had people from the Bronx come here and they say, oh, this is upstate. This is mad far. I'm like, this is mad far. Like, <laughs> you live right there, bro. Like to me, I'm right next to the highway. You got you bounce on that Bronx River. You right there. Yeah. Like, but yeah, it was like little things like that. Um, it's just Yonkers is right here, and I hate when people say like it's like three, two hours, three hours away. So yeah, it is what it is, bro. People are just gonna say what they're gonna say, and, and it's whatever. Mm-hmm. But what was I was gonna say. Jamal, I think that's, uh, it was a great conversation. I know I missed a little bit because uh, I got my no. kid when I got to ask you I saw him, uh, you, guys, you guys were talking, so you might not uh, see yeah, me, but when he came too. back, I was just shaking my head. <laughs> <laughs> I was lying. I was like, what's my head came with the Mr. Salty? Like, yo, wait, wait, what flavor is it before we like, wrap this up? Uh, vanilla with sprinkles. Oh, clutch, clutch. I thought you were gonna <laughs> strawberry for a second. Oh, vanilla and sprinkles can't go wrong. Huh? What happened? You drinking sprinkles? Yeah, I drink this. I chew on the sprinkles. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I, I, like, hey, bro, salute. That's my first time ever hearing that. That facts. I've never heard that. I just heard people say the flavor, but I never heard somebody putting sprinkles in there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it was the ice cream. Said it on the side. <laughs> I think I made it a thing because it says it on the side now. Like it says, oh, wow. and Oreos. I'm like, oh. yeah, I didn't. I haven't haven't heard it. Should have copy, copyrighted it. <laughs> Yonk, do, do you have anything like coming up or anything that you plan on doing anytime soon? 
that I you want to promote or keep on people's radar? I was supposed to have, a, I had a whole rollout plan, but 2020 has been so crazy that everything changed. You know yeah. Right now, I'm working on the next project that we are not, I'm not dropping a project this year. Okay. Oh, it's not going to be in 2020 at all? Mm, 2021. <laughs> nah, I feel that. Coming out 2021, um, it's something that uh, I'm excited for everybody to hear once it's all finished and stuff. But right now, uh, we have the, the Night Of EP out, and mm-hmm. Noah's interlude is there. And uh, real quick, actually, a lot of people keep asking me uh, if the story is about me and Nova's interlude. It, it, if you're really listening to the record, it's about, it's not about me. <laughs> that, whole, <laughs> that whole song is in perspective of my manager. That, that's a situation that he went through. I'm just a narrator. I wrote the song based off of the story he told me. But uh, we got Nova's interlude and we got the league, which the league is doing very, very well. It's actually about to hit a hundred thousand on Spotify, which is crazy. So yeah, that's an accomplishment, right there. Yeah. So like, um, yeah, that's all I got for right now. Uh, we gonna shoot a video soon once the time is right. I'm not. I, I'm. I canceled all my music stuff for now. I don't do all that. I'm not into all of that right now. That's not what my mind is. In. So, um, yeah, we, we, we're going to get it, though, for, for everybody soon. So, yeah, but expect a project next year. You're not getting one this year. The way this year is going, like, yeah. mean, music would be nice, but we understand, you know, everybody has their own things. You know, they got to – before, you know, getting into that, the passions. Honestly, when it comes to music, though, the reason why I'm not dropping a project this year is because – I wanted it to take enough time. Whenever I drop a project, it needs to be a hundred times better than the last in my eyes. No, of course. Everybody will have their favorites or whatever it is and stuff like that. But in my eyes, if it's not ten, a hundred, ten times, whatever, better than the last one, I don't want to give that to you. Exactly. Yeah, I feel that. And my mindset has not been and like I felt like if I was supposed if I was gonna give y'all a project this year, it would have probably ended up sounding like everything's everything. And I did not want to do that. So I wanted to be, I, I wanted to take this time off to be able to do something that would just be different and way better than the last. So that's what it's all That's fine. That's a, good, that's a good way to think about it. You know, because some people will come out and, you know, think about it. The, the joke, the running joke with the baby is he's <laughs> dropped all these albums back to back to back and all, and they all sound the same instead of him taking the time out and be like like he's not a bad artist you know what I mean? but he's doing them so so close to each other and not taking the time out to 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 really really sit down and work on it yeah exactly. some people think it's quantity over quality they just want to release a whole bunch of stuff while they can before they can't release anymore so exactly that's yeah. like quality, yeah, quality anytime, bro. I, I I grew up with Kanye, so like Kanye, <laughs> Kanye take his time. It was like it was like yo. <laughs> so bro, all the people that you named take their time, like yeah. How often do we get a push the T project, bro? Bro, every four years. <laughs> <laughs> so so it makes sense. For sure. Um, that's really yeah. That's my thought process with it. Yeah. Um, but, uh, yeah, that's all that I had. I don't know if you guys have any last closing thoughts or anything that you want to share or anything like that before we close out. I think, I think we tackled everything, right? 
All right, gonna say, Ima. Uh, no, I think I got everything. You know, we had a good conversation, so I'm, I'm, I'm happy that you know we were able to. Like it was, was it? Damn, I know it's Jamal has to leave by seven, just seven. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I've been, I've been texting him. Uh, I don't know if they started or not, but I've been texting him, telling him that like we was, we was wrapping up. So yeah. I don't so, know. He hasn't texted me again, so I guess that they're waiting, cause I guess he would have just said, "Don't worry about it." Yeah. So yeah, I mean the conversations are good and stuff, and you know I love I love that what what y'all doing and stuff. So you know I'm just excited that um, I was able to be a part of it. You feel me? It was cool because I have been watching the episodes that y'all been putting up on YouTube and stuff. So it's been, it's been dope. Definitely, and we greatly appreciate it. Like it 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 means a lot when like seeing somebody post like somebody post it yeah. without like me having to share it with them. You know what I mean? Somebody mm-hmm. taking the time out of their own day to to click on it and then go the other step of not only clicking on it, but sharing the fact that they're watching it. Mm-hmm. It means a lot. And I definitely, definitely appreciate it. Oh, for sure, bro. For sure. Um, but yeah, thank, thank you guys for listening and watching to another episode of Just Toast Podcast. Iman, well, thank you for coming out and joining win, us. Win, win, win. Yeah, we ain't the same, but they think they belong in my section. Keep my name out your mouth, ain't got time to get fucked by no mentions. Talking about, I don't say much, but I know that they paying attention. Swear they want change, but they tired of taking direction. Yeah, I just got used to this. Learn to be full of quick. Took it in stride, give a fuck about who you with. My homies are too legit. Don't be wasting my time, I got ties that would take the hit. And I swear that they with the shit. Been feeling my vibe, and I know that they'll kill the shit. And I know that they'll yeah. finish it. Oh shit. Never compare in my city, they hate when you win it with jealous and envy. Only compete with the grace that relates to my pain when my aim is so steady. Don't be hitting my line, we ain't close to begin with my nigga, just keep it offended. I don't need no more friends in my circle, these squares keep on boxing me in like spaghetti. I done done a lot, seen a lot, whoa. Almost had to sell a couple, no. Thought I had to figure it out, huh. Took some time to balance out. Never fumble playing with my paper. How we local looking like the majors. Highly favored, so they taking wages. Claim you with me, but you bet against me. Y'all moving like y'all ain't got nothing to lose. Look at you playing the fool. My mama's still working, I know that she hurting. Believe I got something to prove. Fuck a pat on the back like I'm Brady, soon whipping Mercedes and doing 380s. I'ma do what I does for I'm leaving this earth with a statement. I'm the greatest. Yeah, we ain't the same, but they think they belong in my section. Keep my name out your mouth, ain't got time to get fucked by no mentions. I don't say much, but I know that they paying attention. Swear they want change, but they tired of taking direction. I just got used to this. Learn to be full of quick. Took it in stride, give a fuck about who you with. My homies are too legit. Don't be wasting my time, I got ties that would take the hit. And I swear that they with the shit. Been feeling my vibe, and I know that they'll kill the shit. And I know that they'll finish it. Oh shit. They pump fake, you know they infiltrate, and then they getting exposed. I'm just elevating every Ellen face, where I be giving them hope. I try not to boast. Small circle, and we all working, cause the industry cold. But they don't want smoke. Might fuck around and get pulled. Follow, but can't get too close. Load up the clip, then I'm dumping on bitches. We was just trapping outside of the Civic. I ain't impressed with the game he be spitting. I'm 
fucking with him cause them pieces is hitting They like Prada, why you doing the most? Huh, talking like I got a choice Out the concrete, now I'm whipping a voice City love me cause I give him a voice Wait, these bitches ain't trying to get paid They gotta stay out my way I can't be playing the safe My purpose don't equal my wage I'm running out of my patience Feel like I already made it I seen a dude that you claim, and he tryna give me a bail. See, I just got used to this. Learn to be full of quick. Took it in stride, give a fuck about who you with. My homies are too legit. Don't be wasting my time, I got ties that would take the hit. And I swear that they with the shit. Been feeling my vibe, and I know that they'll kill the shit. And I know that they'll finish it. Oh shit.